folks in the entertainment business, or for that matter, in any other business, try to keep in a swing, no matter how old you are. Fairy tale can come true, it can happen to you. If you're young at heart, for it's hard you will find to be narrow of mind. If you're young at heart Oh, bow, 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 You're listening to The Sill Podcast. Perspectives on art and technology with Peter Noche and Harry Posner. Episode 75. Resistance is futile. Zoomers Tackle Tech. I learned things that, frankly, I didn't have to know, but I was interested in knowing how computers began. I became interested when I decided I should get an iPad after taking courses. So I bought an iPad, but of course I really didn't know how to use it. So then I met you at the French Press Café and learned that you help people who were seeking the same kind of help that I needed at that time. I feel I have a great deal more to learn. That was part of a conversation that I recently recorded with Dolores in her home. Mm -hmm. She came to me in March of 2015, just a couple of months before my granddaughter was born. And we met at the uh, French Press Cafe, and she had found out from other people that I was doing that kind of work where I was uh, instructing people or giving lessons on computer software and so on. Mm -hmm. What would you say was uh, the most uh, resistant aspect in this case? What was the hardest part to get across to her as a senior? She wasn't particularly difficult to reach. It's more about overcoming the basic fears of technology, how things operate and what things do. It's a bit overwhelming when you first turn on a computer or an iPad and you've never really used it before. Especially when you're, what, 87? Mm -hmm. Remarkable career in childhood education. Was a professor at uh, York University for a number of years. That's where she finished her career at the age of 60. Prior Mm -hmm. to that, she was involved for about 20 years in uh, childhood education having gotten her master's degree in that field. It wasn't long ago that when you turned 60, 65 years old, you basically retired, and that was it. You didn't work, you didn't take up other major pastimes, you just kind of were done with it. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, seniors are really vital, alive, much more active, I think, than 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Absolutely. Uh, Look at Zoomer magazine, Moses Neimer's publication, Mm -hmm. which is out there especially for seniors, And it's full of articles about people and how active they are in their senior years. Right. And the interesting part uh, with Dolores, just to take it back a bit, because she retired at 60. And of course, being out of the education field, she didn't really have any immediate requirement. But she had been exposed to computers a little bit prior to retiring, even though it was the early years of computers. She was basically using word processing like a lot of people were, Mm -hmm. working on children's stories as part of her program. Right. Is Dolores typical of seniors who've come to you for technical help? 
Where she differs is that she's genuinely more interested in most of the people that I speak to. Yeah, you know, I picked that up from her comments at the beginning of the podcast mm-hmm. that she was really interested in learning. And I think that's a major difference in seniors who are still vitally interested in the world and what's going on in it compared to others who really kind of turn away from that mm-hmm. and start to go inward and yes. head off into the nether reaches of seniordom, if that's a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my mother-in-law, for example, who's 95 years old, she's vitally interested in what goes on in the world. She's an avid reader. Yes. She's aware of things that are going on in the world around her. And consequently, when she was given a computer at the age of about 90, Mm -hmm. she took to it and was open to learning how to use it. She didn't push it away saying, oh my God, this is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. She said it's overwhelming, but she was still open to learning and she learned the basics. Mm -hmm. So she can now communicate with her kids or grandchildren communicate with cousins and family overseas in Europe. I totally get et cetera, it. And she's much happier because of it. Prior to meeting Dolores, I had a very interesting client who also became a friend. I didn't get to be with him very long because he was already 92 when he first approached me, which was startling in itself. Mm. But here was a situation where he was an identical twin and his brother lived in England and they'd been separated on separate continents, but they kept in touch. And he came to me with the same kind of attitude, wanting to learn, wanting to access information and stay connected. And the first thing I did was uh, connect him with his brother mm-hmm. overseas on mm-hmm. Skype and yeah. two identical twins. And I, when I say identical, I really mean identical. I couldn't tell them apart when I mm-hmm. first set them up on Skype. Right. And it was wonderful to see these two gentlemen just talk to each other. And they would engage in this conversation twice a day with their cup of teas at specific times each day. And it was a way of them communicating. As I learned each step, I became more confident. I particularly liked that I could communicate with my daughters and my son and my grandchildren. I have been amazed that so much is available. Had no idea that you could get so much from an iPad. My granddaughter gave me a Mac book here and she taught me a few things to do with it, but you have taught me so much more and I continue to learn and want to learn even more. One of the things I've noted with senior citizens as well is they tend to be more focused. They want to use it for a specific thing. Right. Where people like Dolores and Stephen differ is they may go into it for a specific thing, but once they learn of that possibility, then they ask questions about other things. Right. Right. And that attitude is, I think, part of what keeps them young. Hmm. Well, you know, you don't really necessarily have to learn everything about everything if you're a senior at that age. As I say, my mother-in-law, she's very content to be able to A, send and receive emails, and B, surf around the net and find interesting sites about Europe or Hungary, where she's from, or what have you. Mm -hmm. And really not much beyond that Mm -hmm. interests her. So she's happy to use that as a tool to stay connected. Sure. And you say at that age, I would, from my experience of instructing people for the last half dozen years, I would say that that would apply to all ages, not just seniors. Part of the problem with technology and with a lot of people is they try to do too much. They try to do too much when they don't have enough basic knowledge. Mm -hmm. So they get overwhelmed. 
Right. And of course, that stresses them out and blocks their learning process. What I always tell people in the beginning is take something that you do habitually and that you really enjoy and learn how to do that well. Yeah. The rest will come. See, I'm a kind of a junior senior at 67. Yes, you are. And there's a big gap between me and Dolores and my mother-in-law in in terms of age and interests, etc. And for me, I was connected into technology. A computer was put in front of me at my job Mm -hmm. back in 1989, which Mm -hmm. is only about 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Same as me, yeah. And I was almost 40 years old at that point. Mm -hmm. And boy, I was overwhelmed at the age of 40 because I just wasn't used to it. And I'd never really worked on a computer before. Mm -hmm. You're not only at the early end of the senior spectrum, you're also very involved in your daily workings. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people 65 plus are right out of the picture. They're not involved in any hobbies. They don't have a specific thing that they're pursuing. Mm -hmm. You got to be interested. Otherwise, nothing happens. You don't learn anything at all. Especially with technology, because technology challenge of technology is that essentially it has its own language. That's right. So I always use this analogy. Trying to learn technology without the basics is like trying to read a book without learning the alphabet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You're going to get frustrated because the problem with technology is not when things work. The frustration comes in when things don't work. Yeah, sure. So the difference between someone who's interested in learning is that most of the time, They can figure things out or they can get some help and it's a fairly easy transition. But people who do not want to learn the basics and just demand that this thing respond to everything that they do, they're going to get frustrated. But on the other hand, you don't have to learn HTML to learn how to use a computer in the same way you don't know how to fix your car engine I was just to drive say, the car. Yeah, I was just going right? to say, you don't have to know what your motor does for yeah. you to drive the you car. You have to know enough about the mechanics of it to right. get a sense for, oh, that maybe sounds like my carburetor is, is right. gone or something. No, right. But not even that half the time. All you have to do is listen for an untoward sound. Yes. Go, but, oh, there must be something here. I'll take it in. Okay, but that's a good example. Even a car, though. You have to go for driving lessons. Yeah. You have to know where the ignition is. You have to know where the brake is. You have to know basics. That's okay? right. That's you don't right. have to know how the car runs. Yeah. But with technology, a lot of people haven't even had that. Yeah. Or they'll go out and they'll spend two, three thousand, four thousand dollars on equipment without a single lesson. They just want to press the button and go to it. Yeah, sure. Well, the expectation about technology has increased in that direction. Anyway, over the many years, right, where people now do expect the technology to almost do it for them, when you really have to initiate and know what you're after and use the technology mm-hmm. in the best and most efficient possible way to get to where you want to go. Box, box. So, what's your story? I have a tape recorder. I paid $150 for it. And as I talk into it, it goes, I know, I know. (laughs) About three years ago, I couldn't stand it anymore. I was home one night. I called a meeting with my possessions. I got everything I owned into the living room. My toaster, my clock, my blender. They'd never been in the living room before. And I spoke to them. I opened with a joke. And then I said, I know what's going on, and cut it out. I have a sun lamp, and as I sit under it, it rains on me. 
And I spoke to each appliance. I was really articulate. And then I put him back, and I felt good. And two nights later, I'm watching my portable television set. And the set begins to jump up and down. And I go up to it, and I always talk before I hit. And I said, I thought we had discussed this. What's the problem? And the set kept going up and down, so I hit it. And it felt good hitting it. And I beat the hell out of it as well. <laughs> I was really great. I tore off the antenna, and I felt very virile. Two days later, I go to my dentist in New York. I had gone to my dentist, but I had a very deep cavity, and he sent me to a chiropodist. <laughs> and I go into a building, Midtown, New York, and I have those elevators. And I hear a voice say, kindly call out your floors, please. And I say, 16. And the door is closed, and the elevator starts going up to 16. And on the way up, the elevator says to me, are you the guy that hit the television set? I felt like an ass, you know? And it took me up and down fast between floors. And it threw me off in the basement. And it yelled out something that was anti-Semitic. <laughs> that day, I called my parents. My father was fired. He was technologically unemployed. My father worked for the same firm for 12 years. They fired him. They replaced him with a tiny gadget this big. It does everything that my father does, only it does it much better. The depressing thing is my mother ran out and bought one. Box, box. Among iPads, desktop computers, smartphones, where do you find the seniors, where do they have most problems among those three? Would you say? Well, two types of problems. There's problems with knowledge of software and hardware, but there's also the senses. As you age... Your vision, your hearing decreases generally. Yep. If you know the technology, you can literally do 95% on a smartphone today, what you can do on a computer. Yeah. But people don't like the small screens. They don't like the small buttons and yep. so on. Sure. So there are two limitations typically for seniors. One is the obvious learning curve, but the other one is also the mechanical part. Mm -hmm. For them, a larger screen and a keyboard for many, because one thing I've learned with seniors too is the hands aren't always steady. That's right. Or the fingers could be arthritic. Yep. So what for a 30-year-old is a no-brainer in terms of flicking around a screen with their fingers, someone who has trouble sensing the key or being able to move in a certain way will constantly slide off or hit something they didn't intend to hit. The worst part is they don't know how to recover from it. Yeah, yeah. Now, but are there special technologies that have been created in particular for seniors to make it easier for them in general to deal with things like that? Voice technology is going to change that. Right. Voice technology is already changing that. Still yeah. refining it, but being able to speak to things rather than doing them with your fingers or with a keyboard. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So that's changing. It's also infinitely easier. I, I know people who are beginning now think it's very complicated, but they make so many things now that you literally do have to know two or three movements and you're in. Before, it wasn't anywhere near as smooth as it is now. Mm -hmm. And the power mm -hmm. and speed, yeah, uh, that's the other problem, unfortunately, with technology, is people get used to the speed. Mm -hmm. yep. If I were to conclude one thing with technology, one personality characteristic that's important when you're taking up technology mm -hmm. is patience. Right. 
It's a computer. It's not emotional. It does not respond to your emotions. 95% of all things that go wrong with computers are human error. They're not the computer itself. Right. People don't react that way, though. They react as if... The computer has done something to them. Right. <laughs> How dare you? Right. Exactly. Yeah, sure. So in terms of for seniors, but really, I would still say that the key thing is attitude. Yeah. Apart from the mechanics and the learning, that's one advantage that seniors do have. They've come from a life that spanned decades in the old world where people had to persevere and work at things for long periods of time. Yeah, take it slowly. Exactly. <laughs> Not only because there were limits in technology, but we lived in a different world that was much slower paced. Yeah. We relied on one another more, I think, in many ways. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the patience that you learned through that translates also into this new endeavor. Yeah, right. But if you expect everything in 15 seconds, mm. if you have to wait 20 seconds, you're already getting frustrated and annoyed and you're not paying attention anymore because you're too busy being annoyed. Right, right. So as a senior, you need to be interested enough to really go into it and try to learn it. And you need to have patience. Those are two main things you're saying. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I say, don't feel compelled to do it. I mean, if you think you can live your life without it, right? go ahead. But it's going to be increasingly difficult to do the most basic things. It's almost impossible to go to a bank or an institution nowadays and then not ask you for a PIN number, email, mm, etc. Yeah, right? Yeah. Memory not being what it is. I forget PIN numbers if I don't write them down mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of uh, the younger members of the families often pressure the seniors, to get with it, to get the latest iPhone or whatever it is. And often a senior is quite satisfied with the lesser model. Easier for them to use. They know it. Mm -hmm. If something is working for you and everything is working fine and meets your particular needs, don't feel compelled to get the next best thing because... The, yeah, but the difficulty with that, as you know, is as new generations of technology come forward, sure. suddenly what you've got in your hand and you're used to can't do what you want it to do because the software has changed, the mm -hmm. operating systems are changing, and all those... You know, we've talked about that in different mm -hmm. podcasts of mm -hmm. how technologies aren't that fluid with each other. Don't move forward in sync. Often, well, especially right? when you've got competing factions who are attempting proprietary control. Exactly. And, you know, a senior's yeah. got nothing to do with that. They're a prey, like all of us, mm -hmm. to the whims of technological companies and how they operate. Mm -hmm. So let me take it back down to some very basic things, which yeah. we've talked about this in other podcasts, and you kind of know the way I look at things. Technology also from a perspective of your general way of living. So one of the things that a lot of people have challenge with is clutter. Yeah. Too much stuff. The same thing applies to technology. People use computers, smartphones, laptops, and iPads, and they don't delete things. They just keep accumulating and yep. accumulating and accumulating. You have 1,500 unread emails. Get rid of junk. Clutter applies to technology too. It stifles you and it makes you feel like you're getting out of control. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're spending too much time sifting. Mm -hmm. No different than sifting through garbage. If I've got a, a little bag, I can just go through it really quickly. If I've got six garbage bags in my front lawn that I've got to sift through, it's... It's more daunting. More daunting, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So refine things a little bit. Focus on the things that you like and want to do. Mm -hmm. And the other things will come. Yeah. Don't feel you've got to follow the crowd and have the latest and the best. Learn to 
do the best with what you have in your hands now, because if you ever do upgrade, that will all come in. It will all help you. Yeah, sure. But if you haven't even learned how to use the basic thing and you're continually spending and upgrading, you're going to have the same, if not greater frustrations, because now your expectations are that much higher. Yeah. It is very much like a muscle. Mm -hmm. Learning to exercise that muscle of will allow you to move from different computers to different computers and sort of figure out what you got to do. Because now most every computer system mm -hmm. is either mouse-driven or touch-driven. Mm -hmm. Folders are folders. Documents are documents. Computers are essentially the same. Sure, they are essentially. Across yeah. the board, yeah. right? So like cars are essentially the same, even yeah. though they're different models. So mm -hmm. you should theoretically be able to, to drive a different model of vehicle. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you should be able to drive a different model computer. And also talk to people who are either skilled at it or experienced before you make purchases. Do not yeah, uh, right. listen to ads and do not get sucked into the biggest, the greatest. Learn from people who've had some experience. No one knows it all. You're constantly upgrading, even those that do know. It's a constant shift. There's always more. There's always different. Yeah. So like so many other things in life, be a little bit more selective. Look at the stress factor. What's the point yeah. of having a computer or a smartphone or whatever it is mm -hmm. if you're stressed to the gills? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Getting old is stressful enough. <laughs> exactly. My exactly. body falling apart is stressful exactly. enough. I don't exactly. need to have a computer. But education, training, you know as well as I do. What did you go to school for? If you went to school and memorized, you didn't get too much out of it. Mm -hmm. But if you learned the process, the methodology, not knowing how to do everything, but knowing that the possibility to do it exists and mm -hmm. then target right. what it is that you want yeah. to do. So if I were to make one suggestion to seniors... Part of the learning process can be greatly enhanced by making it more entertaining and more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And if you are in a group with 30 other seniors or 20 other seniors, and someone comes in and speaks to you and gives you some basics, it's not only more economical in terms of what it costs you to learn, you'll get more satisfaction out of it in terms of what you want out of it because you're connecting it to the social yeah, situation. Yeah, right. Obviously, with seniors, most seniors, not all, but many seniors, cost is a factor. And someone who really knows what they're doing, unless they're willing to give their time freely, it's not going to be inexpensive. Yeah. Most seniors don't easily part with a few hundred dollars. Yep. People think nothing of spending a good deal of money on buying things, but they, sure. they see learning how to use it as kind of an extraordinary expense that they don't want to undertake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, it's one of those balancing points. Then I go to what I suggested before, where you get a group of you. There might be six or seven of you that all want to know just how to send pictures to your grandchildren or mm -hmm. respond to an email. Get five or six of you together, make a pot of coffee, bring somebody over that knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Each put in $15, $20, spend a couple of hours, chit-chat, discuss things, and everybody gets a basic lesson. So instead of Tupperware, it's Technoware. <laughs> Technoware. Yeah, make it fun and enjoyable. Right. Since I belong to a book club, I like to research the particular book that I'm reading and find out as many interviews that other people have had with the author of that book. Mm-hmm. That is particularly interesting to me. I love it that I can just get in touch with my children when they're away on a trip. And even if they're far, far away, I can still connect with them. I must admit, I don't do that often, but I know I can do it. And that's a good feeling. 
to people who are actually helping or giving the instructions. Simplify the language. Uh-huh. For example? For example, people will say, well, how big is this? And what they're referring to is memory or size of the file. Okay. If I say to them, it's 26 megabytes, it's 36 what? kilobytes. What's that? <laughs> right. It's almost like, how big is a bear? Well, you can put seven bears and an elephant. Yeah. Yeah. That's more helpful. Right. And I'm not being derogatory here or condescending. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying in language that people understand. So how come I don't have enough space? Why do I have to go and buy another hard drive? And I said, well, that one video that you just put in mm-hmm. took as much space as a thousand of your photos. Right. Right. And then they go, wow, really? Yeah. And I said, if you want to understand why, I'll explain it to you. But if not, that should be sufficient. Well, and the other thing is that you've said before that it's not just about computer technology per se. There are other technologies than just computers and iPhones that seniors are now connecting into big time. My father-in-law, about 15 years ago, when he was around 80, had laser surgery for cataracts Mm -hmm. where he was losing his sight. And he sees perfectly at the age of 95. In a matter of minutes. Yeah. And it's been that way for the last 15 years. And now his eyesight is perfect. I know, it's incredible. So there are many ways to engage technology. And as one gets older, there are necessities, like engaging the medical world. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. But also what you do, teaching people how to deal with the the computer technology that's everywhere around us, is becoming more and more critical for seniors to just stay connected to the world they live in and not just fade away into the dust. Right. But I do stress, even though I do this work, I do stress to people to keep balance in mind. Yeah. Don't get totally absorbed in it all. In the end, it's something that helps you do the things you want to do or need to do. It's Mm -hmm. not the be all and end all of your life. Yeah, right. And uh, I guess dealing with seniors, sometimes you agree to get paid in apple pies, baked goods. I have. (laughs) I have. There's a lot of satisfaction Mm -hmm. in other things besides receiving actual cash. Although, unfortunately, we live in a world where that's kind of necessary. And even if you're in it as a business only, when I instruct or help someone, they also become a customer or a user. For example, we do podcasts. Mm -hmm. The senior knows about the podcast or hears about the podcast, but has never been able to listen to it or access it. Right. So I show them how to do it or even mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. a system in placing it as a subscriber on their device. Right. They now have it. Guess what? They're now consuming the podcast. Mm-hmm. When people learn these things, they become also participants. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, as I say, that connects them into the world around them, whether it's through a podcast or through being able to be in touch with my cousin in Moscow. Exactly. Or whoever. Suddenly I know what's going on in Moscow and Russia when I wouldn't have before without that. Exactly. And just getting back to seniors very quickly. Yeah. The importance of connection also in relative terms. A couple of teenagers, you know, where are you going to the mall and going shopping is one thing. Yeah. A couple of seniors who've lived an entire life who don't have the mobility, the legs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's priceless seeing these three or four individuals being able to keep in touch and communicate. And one of the reasons why I got into all this, part of the reason why we do this podcast, is marrying those generations Mm -hmm. uh, so that the young can appreciate the wisdom and the experience of the elderly. And the elderly can gain something from the youthful energy and spontaneity that, Perhaps they 
no longer have mm-hmm. or are capable of putting up. Win-win. Win-win, exactly. Win-win. And on that note, (laughs) we should say, if you're a senior and you have tuned into the podcast, let us know how we're doing. Tell other seniors how to get to us. Throw a comment in our direction. I would sincerely love that. Yeah. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. And if you should survive to 105, look at all you derive out of being alive. Now here is the best part. You have a head start If you are amongst the very young at heart The Sill Podcast, Perspectives on Art and Technology is a Connecting Dots Media production available at thesillpodcast.com Thesillpodcast.com